0: Uh, for all of our uh, rabid U- YouTube uh, fans, the legions of YouTube fans, uh, we're, we came into you first today. So you should feel good about that. Uh, we're also on Comedy School's Radio Network Live right now. And we're plugging in wires like an electronic engineer trying to get set up to be live on uh, Facebook Live. and it's, it's, There we are. Live on Facebook Live, live on YouTube Comedy Schools, live on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. It is 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and this is Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. We are your daily distraction for all the weirdness, anger, anxiety, and hoopla going on in the world today. Um, I'm really not liking my YouTube shot. We kind of, I kind of move things around and I'm getting I'm just trying to, yeah, that's worse. <laughs> It's my, because I moved the stool yesterday and now I'm getting something I don't want. Uh, There it is. I'm nothing if not professional. All right. There we are. We're all set up now. We're looking pretty. Uh, I still got like a little piece of the doorway on there and it's bothering me. But you know what? I'm probably the only one that it's bothering right now. You're not bothered. You're just here to be entertained. Um, And so that's what we're going to do. Hey, uh, by the way, if you're not on our mailing list, uh, write me, Tony Vissick at ComedySchools at Hotmail.com. Write me there. We'll get you on our mailing list. We send out uh, cool things, codes and coupons and information that you may or may not be help, uh, find helpful. You also may be a complete masochist and want more junk email. Let us help you with that. We'll indonate you with horrible junk email. And uh, and you'll go, oh, God, so much junk email. But hello, Kevin Brown. So, um... You know, as far as junk email goes, I just want to say this about junk email, that I have my regular email. Well, I, now on Hotmail, because I still use Hotmail, I have uh, three uh, groups of email. I've got uh, regular, then focused, then junk. So regular and focused are pretty much the same thing, then junk. My junk email is far more interesting than my regular email. My regular email is people sending me emails. Hey, we're doing this at 4 p.m. Make sure that you log on. Okay, my junk email. Every other thing is that I can uh, be bigger or longer. That uh, there's $10 million waiting for me in uh, Africa. And that a Russian girl wants to marry me. So, and that there's fr- people who want to make friends with me in my neighborhood down the street. So, I know it's all a lie. But as far as, you know, hey, please fill out this form. Or uh, be bigger and longer now. Uh, they're more interesting, <laughs> so it's kind of like fiction, I guess. The fiction is more interesting than a fact when it comes to email. Uh, this is not email, this is live, ladies and gentlemen. Coming live, um, we, uh, we are on three platforms, and if you've been watching before, you know what they are. If you're new, let me tell you what they are. You can always catch us on Facebook Live uh, on my personal page, Tony Visick. You can catch us on YouTube at the Comedy Schools channel. Both of those are video, where you can watch my face, and then of course Comedy Schools Radio Network.com where uh, you can listen if you're an audiophile, if you prefer a oral stimulation. Yeah, people, are like, what do you mean that oral? That's a u r e l, meaning to hear. All right, so uh, those are th- and the show is built around three things. It's built around you the audience, as we interact with your questions and comments on the three aforementioned platforms. It's based on me showing you some little trinket or bobble that I have here in the home office, some memento, some autograph, and try to maybe craft a story around it. And recommending to you two artists or two pieces of music based on my vast vinyl album collection. So uh, I've got all of those things for you um, today. I do. Indeed, I do. Um... I've been talking about some, like, local issue stuff here. I'm probably going to back off it for a while until I get more information. As a matter of fact, right before I uh, came on to, uh, uh, right before I came on uh, the air with you guys, I was getting some information from a, a local city councilman that was very helpful. Here's the thing I think all of our politicians have to remember, okay? And maybe we all have to remember, you know, is... I often time get an answer from a politician. What I don't get is a solution. I get an answer, but not a solution. We have to start identifying what the problems are and then identifying solutions. You know, I mean, uh, several times I've uh, interfaced with a local politician and uh, they've been able to just talk a blue streak. But at the end I go, I don't really know anything and I don't know what they're going to do. All right. These are tough times for everybody. We've all become our own little principalities, so many of us. I know some of you are just wandering around licking lampposts and humping the nearest stranger and going, I don't care about no virus. <laughs> I got the sniffles. Uh, I know you're doing that, okay? But for so many of us, we have become our own little nations as we live in these small bubbles of our front yard and our backyard, if we're fortunate enough to have those, and our homes, you know, those and the people that we're with. And that we're spending the majority of the time in a very small amount of space right now. Like, if you lived in New York City for uh, most of the history of New York City, you may have, uh, most people, uh, most people, um, for some reason this thing's saying, unfortunately, Google Play Store has stopped. And I have no interest in uh, Google there. Let's get rid of it. Uh, And then Facebook just disappeared. What the heck? Resume. All right. All right. If you live in New York City uh, in the 20th century, most of the people there that live in the city, live in Manhattan, live in very small, cramped spaces and then go out and access the huge, vibrant, exciting city. But now if you live in New York City, you're just pretty much in that small, cramped space. And even when you can get outside right now, about three quarters of the things you love to do are shut down or closed. Can't go to nightclubs, can't go to comedy clubs, can't go to the movies, can't go to museums. Cannot uh, uh, gather in uh, uh, watering holes and enjoy yourself. Can't listen to jazz or rock or blues or country. Can't crowd together on a subway. Um, So uh, in a sense, we've all become our own principalities, our own little governments, all right? And that's come, we really have to work together to say, all right, I have an answer, but do I have a solution? I have an answer, but do I have a solution? Uh, Well, I have a grandson crawling around, uh, under underneath me right now, who just handed me a, um, a snow globe from St. Louis, Missouri. I have shown this snow globe before and uh, talked about snow globes and St. Louis and the St. Louis Arch, but he handed it to me. So uh, there it is. There it is. Now let's get to hello, Champ de Blasio. Hello, Paul Lynch, Mar- Miguel Lopez, Angela Fox, Kevin Brown, Tina, Mike Lawson, everybody who's watched, everybody who will ever watch. Let's get to the stuff, shall we? Let's just get to the stuff. Let's have a little diversion where everything's going on. Uh, usually I'm showing you, I've been showing a lot of bobbleheads. And I don't want to get into the whole bobblehead controversy today. And if you're new to the program, you're going to have to watch it a few times to figure out these lies that are being spread about me concerning bobbleheads. And they are lies. Okay? and uh, But you're going to have to watch a little while to really um, uh, get, the, uh, uh, get the whole vibe. I would like to say, by the way, that... Um, There's another guy who's on right now, Champ de Blasio, from the uh, East Coast, from the Eastern Coast, who does pizza reviews and does damn good pizza reviews. And um, he not only reviews uh, uh, local pizzerias in his area, which would probably do me no good because I don't live in his area, but also reviews uh, regional and national chains and stuff and different types of pizza and talks about pizza. And if you love pizza, you're going to love what Champ does. I just thought I'd give you a plug there, Champ. Um, And then when he's eating some really specialty pizza – (laughs) <laughs> it makes your mouth of water for a pizza. So uh, anyway, I thought I'd mention it. So let's get to the stuff. So uh, a lot of people are expecting another bobblehead today and a big talk about it. Not going to happen today. Instead, we're going to show you a t-shirt. Never worn. Never worn. Not ancient, but here it is. Hope you can see that. That's uh, a cowboy. I know that the problem, uh, the problem oftentimes in, uh, I just pulled a wire. Uh, on uh, uh, Facebook is that it's giving you a mirror image so you can't read it. But this is Dwight Yoakam, North American Tour 2018. Dwight Yoakam, North American Tour 2018. And I believe that I got this. Uh, my uh, That's what it says. Live in concert, North American Tour 2018. So there you are. There you go. There you are. There's a picture of a rock and roll outlaw with a six-string gun, if I ever saw one. Dwight Yoakam is one of my now all-time favorite artists. I think he's just fantastic. I don't have any Dwight Yoakam albums. I have uh, maybe 10 Dwight Yoakam CDs, but we're not, we haven't gotten to using CDs yet when we recommend music. We're still working off the, uh, the vinyl collection which we think makes the show a little more interesting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? So uh, I was aware of Dwight Yoakam during his ascension, but not interested. So Dwight Yoakam, a lot of his story mirrors mine, except the part where he became ungodly famous. We both moved from, uh, he moved from uh, Ohio, and I moved from Missouri to Los Angeles in the late 70s. Uh, He worked in some sort of trucking or delivery place. I uh, actually worked at a factory factory. uh, uh vivitar it was Vic, vivitar it was cameras putting these boxes and bigger boxes and loading them on the trucks so they could be sold held various jobs like that i was going to acting school at the Strasbourg institute he was going to acting school and doing plays the difference between dwight and i is he could also play the guitar and sing and man can he play the guitar and sing uh, i put him in the category of the type of artist who not only has his own sound okay and it's a great sound But also, any song that he plays then becomes almost a Dwight Yoakam song. And if he doesn't make it better, he at least gives us a really great alternative version. His version of uh, Sloop John B., which we all know as a Beach Boys song, is just fantastic. Of course, the Beach Boys version is is, uh, fantastic, but it's actually an old Jamaican sailing song. So it's actually an old folk song. So uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to Dwight Yoakam, you know, uh, start out maybe with, there's an album or CD called Last Chance for a Thousand Years. Uh, It's got a lot of his great hits on it. And just listen to the guitar work, the singing, the way he does things, absolutely stunning. He has a radio show on Sirius called uh, The Bakersfield Beat, where he shows all the connections between Bakersfield and so much of what went on in music and interviews a lot of great artists and musicians On his show. I have now seen Dwight Yoakam. Try to think one, two, three, four or five times. Four or five times. And enjoyed the concert every time. He puts on quite a show. He's now in his 60s. Uh, He's an interesting guy, too. Because uh, you may remember him from the uh, movie Sling Blade. He's done several movies. Sling Blade, where he played an absolute jerk, a monster, that uh, Carl ends up killing. Spoiler alert! from a movie from 1992 or 3. And in that movie, he's not wearing his cowboy hat, and he looks like a mean redneck. But he puts that cowboy hat on, he's Elvis in a cowboy hat. And when he was younger, he drove the little girls wild with his moves and antics on a stage. But when he takes it off, like in Panic Room, he's in the movie with Jodie Foster and Forrest Whitaker, Panic Room, and uh, he just plays just a mean, stupid redneck. He puts that cowboy hat on. He is a rock star. So there's two Dwight's, cowboy hat Dwight, not cowboy hat Dwight, and they, they both paint a completely different picture. But as far as it, you know, as far as his movies, check out Sling Blade and see just how good he is. Of course, everyone in that movie is eclipsed by Billy Bob Thornton's uh, character uh, Carl. Everybody's eclipsed, but such great performances in that movie from John Ritter. Uh, and, uh, uh, God, what's the kid's name? Because the kid went on and did a lot of movies with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. And, of course, Dwight Yoakam and others, some of them being local actors. But check out his music. That guy, um, he says he plays straight up hillbilly music, but I've never heard a rock and roll ethic stronger in any music than what Dwight Yoakam does. So that's a T-shirt from a concert we went to that I never wore. Just thought I'd share that with you. I don't know if there's any other Dwight Yoakam fans out there. Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get to the music, because the music matters. I got something weird here. Uh we've never talked about. Um there was some um weird lead instruments in bands during the rock era. Now, <clears throat> for the most part, the lead instrument during the rock era, say we're gonna move from the Beatles all the way up into uh the early nineties. Uh when rock was eclipsed by uh, rap music as, as, the main, uh, as the main form of pop music that uh, young people buy and listen to, um, was the guitar and the lead guitarist. Now, of the time, the lead guitarist wasn't necessarily, I got something else, was given to me here by my grandson. It is a uh, picture of a man with his arm in something. All right, with his arm in a box. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, and there's more of something else. Uh-huh. All right, very good. What we got here? We got uh, a plus R F. You can tell me: Is this show a plus R F? <laughs> That's what it's got, and it. it looks like an F. Um, anyway, uh, usually the, it was a lead guitar. Every once in a while, a piano. Okay, and oftentimes the lead guitarist wasn't the best guitarist. The rhythm guitarist was because everyone really kept their song moving along, and the lead guitarist just got to do fancy stuff. Um, But every once in a while, the lead instrument was something else entirely, entirely. For instance, in uh, uh, the uh, seminal British band, prog rock band Jethro Tull, it was a flute. Okay, Uh, and if you go, well, that was the weird British. A few years later, one of the uh, the the number two country rock band coming out of the south in the uh, mid 70s, Leonard Skinner being number one was Marshall Tucker Band, and oftentimes the lead uh, instrument was a flute, okay? In this band, it was a violin. In this band, I'm being indonated by little cartoons here, was a violin. And this band is called The Flock, and The Flock came to us out of Chicago. Uh, I don't know what happened to anybody in this band. I don't know what happened to uh, Fred Glickstein, who played the guitar, Jerry Goodman, who played the violin, Jimmy Smith, who played bass, drums, Ron Cartman, tenor sax, Rick Kenoff, tenor sax, Tom Webb, and trumpet, Frank Poza. But I saw this band one time, and they were stunning musicians. These were all people that had trained on non-cool instruments. In other words, things like the tenor sax. One time, the sax was the hot instrument. Sax was a lead instrument in a lot of pop music. You know, if you look at Charlie Parker, if you look at John Coltrane, And a lot of uh, jazz musicians were stunned and bewildered when guitar became the dominant instrument in um, uh, American pop music. A lot of them were. But in this case, it necessarily wasn't the guitar. It was the violin. And here's a young man. You can see him there. So the great thing about rock, the great thing about rock music So I'm not even talking about rock and roll, because rock and roll would be Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard and Elvis Presley, stunningly wonderful music, was by the time we got to rock, rock had mixed in so many different elements of American music, from jazz and classical, uh, rhythm and blues, soul, uh, zydeco, uh, classic rock and roll, jazz, every type, and could find a way to turn it into rock music. And here you see a man definitely rocking out. With a violin. These guys were around the early 70s. Uh, I'm trying to look here. The, um, let's see. The, uh, here's the introduction. So, an introduction was four minutes and 50 seconds. A song called Clown. Am I the Tall Tree? All right. And then uh, Storebought Store Thought. And then a really long song, 15 minutes long, called Truth. Really jazzy and uh, really jazzy and improvisational. But the big hot song off of here. And the one I recommend that you YouTube and listen to, all right? It's "Tired of Waiting." Their version, one of the shorter songs, by the way, on here, and maybe that's why it got played on the um, played on the radio. Their version of the uh, Kink song "Tired of Waiting." It's tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. And now you can see why Dwight Yoakam became famous singing, and I did not. So um, it is uh, kick-ass. Okay, and they've got a trumpet going there, maracas, tenor sax. Um, And just check that out and listen to their version of it and tell me that that's not a great tune. Then listen to a couple of the other tunes and hear how someone could take a violin and turn it into a leading rock and roll instrument. So The Flock, Tired of Waiting, and then any other song on that album and Give Me Your Thoughts. Now the next thing we're gonna recommend is not just uh, not just uh, uh, one uh, artist, all right? Even compilation. This is a massive group. This is there we go. This is folk songs America, a twentieth century revival. Um, and you know what? I just realized when I grabbed this, this is compact discs. But we're gonna talk about it anyway, all right? So this is a compilation. And it was selected by, annotated by a guy named Norm Cohen of of so many great folk songs. And folk music was super hot in America one time. And one of these days, we'll talk about how that happened, how Woody Guthrie actually became famous via the radio, okay, and uh, the Kingston Trio and Pete Seeger and so many people who became incredibly famous via the radio, it uh, kind of surplanted for a while American pop standards. You know, the stuff that was coming out of Tin Pan Alley. So, um, all of these songs, uh, there's so many great artists on here. Paul Robeson doing Waterboy, uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain being played by Harry McClintock, uh, March to Pretoria is on here, uh, Buffalo Skinners, which is an, uh, an old American folk tune, Green Sleeves. So many songs that became incredibly popular. In the 50s and the 60s, uh, Dueling Banjos is on here by, with Eric Weisberg. All right, so many songs that were actually ancient tunes, some of them are going back to the 1600s. But the, uh, the list of artists on here, Dave Von Ronk, who uh, was the king of music uh, in Greenwich Village, of folk music till Bob Dylan came along, is on here with Yaz, Yaz, Yaz. Uh, Jack Elliott doing Portland Town, which I believe is a uh, Woody Guthrie tune. Ramblin' Jack Elliott, Lester Flat, and Scruggs. So a whole compilation of incredible American music. So if you think music started when you're young and you think music started in the 90s with, uh, say, um, uh, early 90s with bands like uh, uh, Pearl Jam and what Dr. Dre was doing, or if you're someone from, like, uh, the 60s, who think music started with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, or even from the 50s, thinking that it started with... Uh, Uh, Elvis Presley, or even before that, that it started with Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra, open your ears a little bit and listen to some of the great folk music that was put out, that then was incorporated in so much of American pop music. And so many of these people were fantastic artists who are now um, completely gone and forgotten, completely gone and forgotten. There's some big ones on this compilation. Uh, There's Simon and Garfunkel's on here doing Last Night Had the Strangest uh, Dream. Um, Let's see. Uh... Well, Tom Paxton uh, isn't a household name anymore, if he ever was. Uh, but there's a few others like that on here. There's some Pete Seeger tunes. Pete Seeger uh, originally did Little Boxes. And they're ticky, ticky houses. And they're ticky, ticky town. It was his song. He wrote it. Fantastic song. If you want to YouTube or Google uh, Folk Song America, 20th Century Revival, uh, maybe they'll have it on YouTube. and you'll be able to find some of these and just kind of pick and choose and hop through. All right? And if you do enough songs, you go, oh, I remember that song from when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't know that it was done before so-and-so, you know? And you'll really be shocked and amazed. But you'll really be opening up your eyes and heart and ears and mind and soul to uh, a whole different uh, form of music. Um, I have no idea what's going on behind me. There is, a, uh, there is an elf in the room who uh, is... Uh, uh, oh, he, you want me to show... Wait a minute now. What time is the show? How much time do I have? 23 minutes. 23 minutes. You want me to show them a bobblehead? Is that what you want? No. If you no. Can see on this cartoon. Huh? That's you. That's me? Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I actually have had my portrait done. We're going to talk about this bobblehead tomorrow. We're going to be wrapping up now. But I am proud to say that uh, finally, after all these years, a man realizes he's achieved a certain station in life. When his portrait is done. And here's mine. That is it. There we are. And? What am I holding? A shotgun. I'm holding a shotgun? Yeah, like the one that you have in your room. All right, enough about that. (laughs) Here I am holding a shotgun, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm now Shotgun Tony. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm good old Shotgun Tony. Gonna talk to you about some music that I think is really good uh shotgun. huh real, sh- a real okay shot. that's enough okay uh, uh I have a human bone too but I showed that yesterday we're going to wrap up now we've uh, descended into chaos that's not a real bone that's a dog bone so here's the difference okay beef bone human bone beef bone human bone all right and yet look at the beef bone then look at the human bone and they ask me how the hell did we become the dominant species and i tell you what if we don't mask up social distance and Minor P's and Q's we may not be.